big decisions, paths followed, choices made. This is Connections, conversations about life and work. I'm your host, Jim Allen. With the crisis in Ukraine, the issue of refugees is once again in the news. A person who knows a thing or two about refugees coming to Canada is Oakville resident Hugh Wanless. Uh, thank you. Uh, welcome, Hugh, and thanks for coming. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for the opportunity. So you may remember the story of uh, Syrian refugees, uh, refugees being taken in and sponsored by a few families in Oakville. That's where I want to start today. So. How and when did you first become aware of uh, the, the refugee crisis in uh, Syria? Um, just through the, I think most people did, through the, the disturbing headlines and the, and the uh, TV programs, the news, the, just brings it to the top of mind. Um, at, at Maple Grove, we had uh, supported uh, refugees for quite a long time, uh, back to uh, the Vietnamese uh, boat people. So when you say Maple Grove, you mean Maple Grove uh, Maple United, United, United Church, Church yes, right? Yes, you know, I'm a member okay. of, yeah. And that's how the, the sponsorships work. We work through the United Church of Canada. We're working with another church, a couple of other churches, uh, one other United Church and uh, Knox Presbyterian Church. So we've got Munns United, which is uh, sixth line here in Oakville, and uh, Knox, which is Presbyterian Church, which is downtown Oakville. So as I understand it, so Syrian ref- uh, the, the Civil War broke out in 2011. This is just information I, yes. I Googled, I suppose. Uh, and by the end of two, 2016, there were 12 million displaced Syrians worldwide. Tell me about some of the, the hurdles these f- families have to... Uh, to ch- jump over, go around, uh, you know, those early days yeah, when they come Sure, in. Jim. Um, well, they need to be defined as actual refugees, first of all, to fall into the United Nations uh, program. And to be a refugee means that you mm. are in fear of your life mm. if you were to return to your country of, of um, the, where you were living, your country of birth or country of citizenship. So the, the next big hurdle is fundraising because right. the way the program works is this is all privately raised money, so there's no government money involved, and you're responsible as the uh, applicant submitter or the, the sponsor to take care of that family for their first year here in Canada. Right. Um, so we estimate it's about $40,000 a family, rough and ready. Oakville is a you know, prosperous area, but it's an expensive area as well. So housing tends to be the number one issue as far as getting people in. We, we try to find accommodation for them. So it would be a separate... A separate dwelling. Would they live in your house for a while, or no, is that it's, a possibility? No, it's typically or? a separate. You're, separate you're trying dwelling. to get them something. Yeah, we're and so it's, it's tough to time because you know the apartment rentals are tight, and you don't really know until the last minute when they're coming. So there's a a lot of work done at that time to get right. uh, accommodation lined up. But culturally, they're they're behind, they have some obstacles ahead of them, right, when oh, they sure. arrive because yeah. of uh, again language. Uh, Things like just banking, housing being the main hurdle, I suppose. Yeah, and that's that's how the program is set up. So we work with uh, you know the the United Churches Refugee Program, the Immigration and uh, Citizenship Canada. Uh, There's groups here in Oakville that provide a lot of that um, specific understanding and help as far as English as a second language, some of the cultural um, um, points that will help them as well. So. There's a lot of people out there that can help, and then what we do as the the group that's going to sponsor them, 
we assign you know tasks if you want to think of it that way. Uh, some of them might be you know it's as simple as driving somebody to doctor's appointments, um, learning how to you know going to the bank to set up a bank account, uh, things along those lines. Getting uh, signed up for children's tax credit, for example. Right. Uh, so a lot of a lot of steps to do, but again, if it's not your first time doing it, you kind of know those steps and work your way through them. Yeah, just to tie up the the Syrian part of the story, it's uh, I mean it's a real it's six years in now, I guess. Yes. It's a I mean it's a real success story. I mean there's they they've been here long enough to actually settle and start businesses, right? And and uh, I think you know one of the one one family that was mentioned in the in the paper is one of the. Children's now at U of T on a scholarship and that sort of thing. Is it fair to call it a success? The, the Syrian I think so. program. Yeah, I think. Um, How do you measure success? I guess. Well, when you come as a refugee, you immediately become a landed immigrant, and then after a five-year period, you have the ability to become a citizen. And yeah. it so happens that the first Syrian family that we brought over have just gone through that uh, process of becoming citizens in Canada. So right. That's. Kind of a heartwarming right. feeling to that whole process. A few years later. So this is about 20, 2016, right? About Yes, the time. I think so. Maybe 2016, 2017, by the time uh, the families arrived here, would do the math. You have to be careful not to look at it too much in, in sort of the Western civilization um, view, if you like, because they're, it's a different culture. And while they acclimatize the best they can to Canada, there's some basic differences in the way that different um, communities operate. So what we do find is some of the the older generation aren't as don't find it as easy to get work. They may have had a, and I think this is common in uh, immigration, let alone refugees that are immigrating, but they may have had a, a good position in a um, in a job where they were from. They come over here, their qualifi- qualifications aren't recognized. Um, you know, they might end up being Uber drivers or you know something that's much beneath what their uh, their traditional work had been. Uh, a lot of their cultural seem to focus too on the children support their the seniors. So unlike Canada, where kids grow up, leave home, and you know we're over for Christmas dinner or whatever, right. um, their their families tend to congregate and stay together. And then over time, the uh, the middle aged uh, individuals look after the the uh, seniors. So in some of the cases, the seniors aren't working, but the families are taking care of themselves. Uh, it, the, probably the success level you're going to see is the university and high school level um, and younger kids as well because they pick up the language much easier. They acclimatize through going to school. And um, so that tends to work well. So you'd mentioned the UT scholarship. There's another one. I think a couple of the uh, university children went to Sheridan and, and have graduated since and have good jobs. So that's very heartwarming to see them turn their lives around. Now, uh, lately, more you know, more more refugees. This time from yes. Afghanistan. So, ex- explain the Afghanistan situation if you can. Okay. Well, prior even to the Taliban uh, taking over the government, the Taliban was very active in Afghanistan, basically in a I guess you call it an undeclared war. And so, any Afghani's that were supportive of non-Taliban um, practices, I guess. Uh, women's issues, children, you know, female uh, children in school, um, LGBTQ um, individuals, uh, journalists, um, and uh, members of ethnic minorities were specifically um, um, looked upon by the Taliban as people that weren't, uh, that were not doing things right, and the Taliban would uh, act accordingly. 
they would, um, one of the families that were sponsoring, uh, the family was on a bus, the bus, and this is prior to the Taliban actually taking control of the government, but the Taliban uh, stopped the bus, went on the bus, took um, either all the men or at least some of the men off the bus, and uh, they have not been heard of since. So one of the families that we're bringing over is a wife and three teenage girls, and they, to date, don't know the outcome of that and whether their father or husband is living or not. So, you know, these are really, you know, how more serious can it get than uh, Another losing halfway a spouse? Another halfway around the world, right? Yeah, so. yeah. So that's um, that's a concern. Uh, we did. We have brought some Afghan families here prior to the most recent um, turmoil in the government. And uh, when you submit a refugee claim, you need to, as, as I mentioned, state why it's not safe for you to go back to uh, Afghanistan. Um, one uh, story that comes to mind is the family had um, drivers taking their children to school because it wasn't the safest area. And the children were late in getting to the car and it ended up there was a bomb in the car and it blew up and I don't remember I, I, I should but I don't I think the driver was not in the car at the time but you know something a regular routine that we consider of going to school could be a life and death situation there so the, the stories are all very sad and um, it's just heartwarming to the, the, that family as I said came over in the depths of COVID, when all the restrictions were on, they needed to stay in their in their home through the the two week period that you couldn't um, be outside. Um, and there was a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine if they <laughs> had gone out. So we right. paid much attention to that. But since then, they've um, one of the individuals had a, a skill of working with uh, rugs, and he uh, joined a company in Toronto. And then since then, I believe, has gone out on his own working with uh, with rugs. There's two other Afghan families that are currently in Turkey that have been approved. The monies are all set aside, and we're waking, waiting on the government to finalize bringing them here. Right. They've probably been waiting, I'd say, 18 months to two years, which is a lot longer than and it normally takes. So they wait in refugee camps, is that? I'm not sure if they're in a camp, but they're outside of Afghanistan, and they're probably in... They, you can't work, although some of them might be you know, working uh, cash under the right. table. Um, so it's not a, a good situation. It's supposed to be a, you know, a transition to be able to come here, but uh, the process takes a long time. And with COVID, you know, the government was impacted on their ability to do things as efficiently as well. And so you need about, what, 40, you said $40,000 yeah, of, per family for the first year. Yes. So what does that what does that cover? Well, so uh, all their living expenses, and uh, as I said, uh, apartment rent or we assume an apartment, but rent is probably a big component of that. Um, you know, it goes down to bus passes, uh, transit, uh, clothing. We do work with a number of agencies. Uh, Safety Net comes to mind, where they're they've been helpful in providing some furnishings for the homes. Um, and there's other organizations that help out as well. Um, but it's, just, it's whatever it costs, if you think of your own family budget, whatever it costs to live here for a year. So it's the, the rent, the, the heat, everything. Just yes. The utilities, yeah. Cell phones, food, yeah. everything. Yeah. And we're not living in, you know, they're not living in a lap of luxury. It's typically they're in a, maybe a two-bedroom apartment. And um, whether they get a car or not is it's really not in the budget. But 
Um, sometimes we can find a way to get them a, you know, a car if they have to drive distances, but we try to locate them around the Kerr Street uh, community area because right. there's lots of resources there that they can use and it's within walking distance. I mean, it's so easy just not to get involved in something like this, yes. right? So like, why, why do you do it? Why, why are you, why did you get involved? Well, I think uh, it's a good question, Jim, and I've asked that before. Um, you know, it's just you have the capacity for kindness and you have the ability to do things. It's just, how do I go about doing that? You know, it's not just church people. It's outside of that broader community. There's always a lot of interest, a lot of angst when you see those headlines. So it's just taking that next step to decide, well, I can actually do something. And so uh, the church has a long history of doing that. We've helped out in other situations beyond just refugees. We help a lot with Kerr Street Mission that helps less advantaged families here right in Oakville um, through a program called Neighbor Care Network. Um, and a church helps out, helps out with that as well. So it's not just refugees, it's people in this area as well. But if you just, you know, you're sitting in your living room watching your big screen TV, and I think we can all recall back to Syria, the picture of the, the uh, I think it was the father carrying his, his deceased son in his arms out of the, the sea he had died trying to get into it, I believe it was into Greece. You know, they're heart-wrenching. And so what we found is a lot of people want to help, but they just don't know how about how to go about doing it. In our searching for partners to help us with the Afghans, we did talk to a number of individual peoples, churches, and, and people in the community that approached us. And it's interesting, so a little bit of history. Um, one of the families that approached us, uh, the wife came over as a child, and she was a part of the Vietnamese um, refugee um, refugees at that time. So that's going back over 20 years. They landed in the Maritimes, were supported by a Catholic church. Uh, fast forward, they're now in Oakville. They That family um, helped out with a Syrian family as well. And when they read about what um, Maple Grove and the other churches were doing, they reached out to us. They gave a, a donation, and um, I'm probably afraid I share, it was $1,979, I believe. And that's because that's the year that uh, she came to Canada. Another group that we approached, that approached us, is um, a, basically a face group, a Facebook group of a number of neighbors here in Oakville. And they worked with a Syrian family, refugee family as well, through a different church. And they approached us when they saw what we were doing, and they've stepped up big time, both from a financial contribution as well as agreeing to uh, sponsor a family and do all the, you know, the, the um, mechanics when the people actually come here. You're responsible for them for a year. And people can help by writing a check or going online or and making a donation. As well, we'll be looking down the line, because we don't know exactly when the families arrive, but probably for some furnishings or clothing or down to those specific tasks of driving people to medical appointments, things along those lines. And, um, you know, we'll keep record of that. And when that time's appropriate, we can get back to people and let them know kind so of the, what step we're at. That information would be on the church website. Yeah. Right. Or with me, it would just be outreach.mguc at gmail.com. So okay. outreach, M-G-U-C at um, uh, gmail.com. Okay. Now, has there, you know, there's always a new crisis. Has there been any conversation about refugees from Ukraine? Or is that, uh, I mean, you're getting, they're taking over the headlines, right? Is yes. It Noxa, is that... Good or bad for your efforts with uh, Afghani refugees? Yeah, well, um, 
I guess a couple of thoughts on that. It, it keeps the ideas of refugees in top of mind with people. The challenge in this day of 24-hour news and, you know, all the social media and all that is that it does get, you know, causes, important causes do get um, pushed aside as other issues come up. You have it, uh, Matthew's getting two games for uh, a penalty in the in the hockey. So it, it, it helps in that refugees are still uh, up front. The Ukrainian um, cause is, is tragic as well, um, you know, from a, I don't have that much knowledge about it, but it seems like something that's unnecessary or certainly provoked by Russia. Um, we, we, the uh, Maple Grove United Church is, is supporting the Ukraine um, causes, but more by directing people to the United Church's website. And they have a big program that supports, that's doing fundraising. So people can still donate to Maple Grove United Church, and we would funnel that money through to the United Church. But my thoughts on it are there's a large Ukrainian community in Canada to start uh -huh. with. I think we, we heard it's the largest outside of Ukraine and Russia. And they're a warm community. They uh, are in a position where they're likely looking at helping out where they can. I believe the program for the Ukrainian um, coming to Canada is, is different than the refugee program. They're coming over under a different um, program, and it's more, I believe, a short-term, have them come here for two or three years, and then they're, they're looking to return to Ukraine if, if conditions allow. So it wouldn't be under the program that we're most familiar with, which is as actual refugees. Yeah. So for a couple of reasons, we've decided to help people if they're looking for a way to support them by directing them more towards the United Churches program and, um, you know, acknowledge that it, that it certainly is a concern. But we're trying to keep the Afghan story um, in people's minds. Yeah. So, you know, an opportunity to speak with you today helps doing that. So what what do you need? What do you need today? And, and how can viewers of, of, of this help you out? Oh, great question, Jim. And uh, yeah, so... It seems like it's been going for a while. We started this process uh, in the fall of last year, and so it's not something that turns overnight. Um, as I mentioned, you need all the money up front before you can submit the applications. So I didn't really talk too much about the, the groups of Afghans we're bringing over, but just a, a quick highlight, and, and I guess I'll quickly answer your questions. Still, we, need, we still need money. The reason being, so we've identified four families three of which have escaped from Afghanistan to Pakistan. So it's 40000 per family, and you need that in the bank before yes, they... before the application, yeah. Before the application's even made. Correct, yeah, okay. because again, um, the program is set up that it is 100% funded by um, non-government right. agencies. So they basically say, show me the money. You know? right. So the fourth family that's not yet out of Afghanistan... Um, we are still raising money for that family. So we're, we're, we've raised over $100,000, so I think we're doing pretty well. I would say we're still looking for anywhere between uh, $25,000 to $40,000. Remembering the $40,000 isn't necessarily a ceiling, and that really helps the family for the first year. So it's pretty hard to transition from that first year to the second year without any support. So our goal would be if we have monies left, again, all the monies that we raise will be going to these families. It'd be nice to give them a little bit of a cushion as they go into that second year because, you know, they may not be quite at the situation where they're 100% self-sufficient. 
So fundraising, they can do that through the Maple Grove United Church's website, and that's maplegroveunitedchurch.org. And on there, uh, if you go down towards the bottom, it's a how to help contribute to uh, Maple Grove causes. There's a link there that takes you to Canada Helps. Um, you get a, um, a tax deduction right away, and um, all that money is segregated within the church. You don't use those monies for any other reason than the, um, uh, the refugees that we've identified. Thanks, uh, thanks, Hugh, for coming. Oh, good. Well, thank you very much, Jim, and uh, thank you to your readers and, uh, and followers, and we'll, we'll see where we go from here. Thanks for listening. If you have a comment, or if you want to be on the show, send me an email at connectionsvideopod at gmail.com. And please subscribe.